Welcome to Stuff We Love podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and I am happy and honored to be joined tonight by my good friend, Kristen. Kristen, how are you this evening? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you. Doing fine. Our listeners may recognize that my voice is a little bit strained, and that's because I'm getting over a pretty significant congestion. But I have uh, rested my voice in advance of the show. I've not been doing any singing today, and I'm ready to go. So let's <laughs> hopefully this will last the duration of the episode. But uh, we are recording this episode with about a week to go until Thanksgiving. And uh, let me begin by asking you, Kristen, are you ready for the holiday? Not at all. Not even close. I didn't even realize it was Thanksgiving until uh, you just mentioned it. So yeah, good thing I'm not hosting. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, earlier today, I was thinking about it and I was convinced that today was Tuesday and I didn't realize <laughs> until minutes later that it's Wednesday. So if that makes you feel better. Yes, yeah, slightly. I actually, I, I wrote a check the other day, which is a very old fashioned statement in and of itself, but I actually put the year was 2023 instead of 22 because I, you know, kind of lost track of what year it was too. You're, you're getting ready. Yeah. You're, you're getting ready. <laughs> Let me ask you a question before we, we get to the main part of tonight's episode. I know from talking to you before that you love Halloween, as do yes. I. What do you like more, Thanksgiving or Halloween? Oh, man, that's little apples and oranges. But I think um, if I all in, I'd have to probably say Halloween. OK, because there's very little expectations or pressure and there's no food preparation involved. True. Just candy. So, yeah, just candy and and fun and costumes and scary stuff. Did you dress up for Halloween this year? I, yes. <laughs> what were you? I did. Um, well, it was going to be a joint effort between my husband and I. Um, and I, we were going to go as Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do from Cobra Kai. Great idea. Yes. Great idea. I thought so too. Uh, he didn't. So I ended up just being Cobra Kai by myself. Okay. Ended up, it was just basically a sweatshirt and then the headband. I didn't do the full gi or anything like that. But very uh, cool though. It was a big hit with the uh, with the you know thirteen to sixteen year old demographic that visited the house. That yes, night. it was good. It was it was fun. I love Cobra Kai. It's such a great show. It really yeah. is one of the best things Netflix has ever done. I agree. Do you like Cobra Kai more than Stranger Things? I have never seen Stranger Things. Okay. Okay. And um, I, now it's gotten to the point where it's gone so long that I'm kind yeah. of out of the fact that I haven't seen it. And I want to kind of see how long I can go without without watching it. You know, it's interesting you say that, because for me, the closest equivalent is Game of Thrones. I okay. had not watched Game of Thrones for season after season. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. So I actually watched all of season one, but I just could not muster the strength to go through each successive season. It's just too much, too much. Yeah. I can understand. I, I couldn't get into that one. And yeah. Like a like an outcast. Like everyone in America, except for me, was into that. Yeah, but me too. I tried. Couldn't do it, though. The weirdo that watched season one and stopped watching after uh, <laughs> after that point. I'm on HBO's watch list now. But uh, I do love Cobra Kai. I actually like Cobra Kai yeah. more than Stranger Things. Okay. Well, good. I actually, I finished Cobra Kai. So that one I said I could watch the whole thing. And the, the last season was a bit of a twist which i thought was pretty yes. awesome yeah it's, it's always fun can't wait for the next season already i know <laughs> but anyhow tonight what we're going to be talking about is fitness and in particular peloton Kristen, like me is a peloton user 
and we're both extremely interested in fitness. So our listeners to the podcast know that periodically we have fitness themed episodes where we have a guest on to talk about their workout experiences when it comes to Peloton, things like favorite instructors and rides and so forth. So that's why you're here tonight, Kristen, and I'm very excited to talk to you about all of this stuff. The fact that you have invited me to talk about Peloton is amazing in and of itself, because usually people ask me to please, dear God, stop talking about Peloton. So I'm super excited about this. So you obviously talk a lot about Peloton in your day-to-day life. Yeah, I do. Let me ask, begin by asking you, Kristen, uh, when did you first begin using Peloton? So I got my bike back in 2018. Okay. So I've it for four years. And because of that, I kind of consider myself an OG. Um, it was before it got really popular. So, you know, I think there's a whole different attitude that comes with anyone who's been on the bike, bike one, um, since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, one of those things, but so I kind of pride myself as being one of the kind of the OG Peloton people. Which you are, absolutely. Yeah. And um, <laughs> do you have any other Peloton equipment besides the bike? I do. Um, I don't. I don't have a tread. Um, that's on the Christmas list for this year. So Very nice. we'll see if I can make that happen. Um, I've always been more of a cyclist than a runner or anything else. So that's been my, kind of my cardio go-to. I was, I was into spinning well before I even started Peloton, mm-hmm. uh, but I do a lot of the strength training. So I have, you know, all the weights, I have um, yoga blocks, bands, all the other stuff that they can offer for cross training. Right. Um, most recently I did start the shadow boxing program. Okay. Very nice. With Kendall? Who's that, Kendall? With Ken, I, I usually, with Kendall, mm-hmm. Rad was it for a while too, but Kendall's kind of like my go-to. So I was, you know, doing the Kendall boxing, um, shadow boxing, but I, of course I couldn't keep it to just shadow boxing. So I have a heavy bag. It's not mm-hmm. a Peloton, obviously, but so I, I, I do that too. Very nice. So it's a lot of information there. I have, I have many questions for you. So let's begin with the cycle. <laughs> um, having nothing to do with Peloton, you mentioned that you were cycling long before you got the Peloton. What is it about cycling that interests you why do well, you enjoy so much a few, a few things well i when i was a kid i played a lot of sports and i played soccer for many many years and i ended up hurting my knee pretty badly my senior year in high school um i was gonna say that's the reason i didn't play in college it wasn't but i used that as an excuse not to play in college um but because my knee was always kind of bad um i used cycling as a way to rehab it in the mm-hmm. beginning and then it just turned into something I enjoyed. And frankly, the cycling led to spinning and spinning was so physically addicting that I, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It's the, the sweating, the intenseness of it. I don't know what it is, but it, I just, once I started, I couldn't stop doing it. So do you find spinning to be the most, from a cardio perspective, the most physically satisfying, I guess, or, or intense type of workout? Yeah, for me, it is for sure. Uh, There's someone who's had struggled getting into running. Um, yeah. It's been actually, I think it's, it's more of a steady, less jarring uh, cardio than running. Um, so it is, it's one of those things. If, if I don't do it every day now, I get a little crazy. So yeah, I think it's def- for me, it's definitely the most satisfying. So, so, so you go spinning every day, just at some level. 
at some level. Well, I should, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's off days here and there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I did a few things about overdoing it when it comes to endurance training too, um, which can be really bad for you. So right. I try to overdo it. Um, so there'll be days where I do, you know, shorter rides, obviously, and things like that. But I, for the most part, yeah, it's my main go-to every single day. And um, who are your favorite spinning instructors on Peloton? Oh God, I'm so glad you asked. There's a, that's, I wish, and I wish, wish it was an easy answer because it's not, it really depends. I have my core, right. You know, when you log in and it's got like your favorite instructors. So sure. my current crew is Christine Derbelay, which I'm going to talk about her because I think she's one of the most underrated instructors in all of Peloton. Right. For many that's reasons. great. Jess King, because mm-hmm. Jess and I think actually she might be having her baby as we speak. I got oh, a little really? like on, on, on uh, Facebook, her girlfriend, Sophia posted something in the Jess King collective about it's happening. So Ooh. I think she's actually a baby right now. Okay. Um, Dennis Morton. Yes. Um, Kendall. Kendall. And then um, it fluctuates. This is weird between Robin and mm-hmm. Matt Will. They're, and they're very different from each other. So it depends. You can kind of see, it depends on which route I'm going. If I'm going more kind of like intervals, Tabata, hardcore, it's a Robin phase. If mm-hmm. I'm doing PZ and endurance training, it's a Wilpers phase. And for our listeners, PZ stands for power zone, which is a power particular zone, type of yes. uh, training. Ex- how would you describe it? Like a training experience or how? Yeah, it's 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 long inter- endurance interval training. Mm-hmm. So you train in different you know, a lot of the metrics in Peloton are kind of made up, but <laughs> it's training in specific heart rate zones. Mm-hmm. So it, it translates into zones in the Peloton scale, but it's, it's basically endurance heart rate training. So let's talk about Christine, because you said yeah. you believe she's one of the most underrated instructors. Uh, I'll tell you that uh, my background with Christine, it's embarrassing. I haven't taken a ride with her in a long time, but I was going through a period where I was taking a ton of her new wave rides. She's mm-hmm. great with the new wave music. She's a very um, unique and distinct instructor, mm-hmm. I find. But tell me why she, you think she's underrated. Well, I think for a lot of the same reasons. I, I like her because she is an actual cyclist. Um, so she 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 races like for, and that was her job before she came to Peloton. So her methods and techniques are very traditional, which is great if you're trying to actually train to ride outside. So I like that. Um, her music is awesome. It's mm-hmm. it's different. She does a lot of the dark wave, the new wave stuff, and all that. But she, you know, she mixes in some other stuff here and there. But she just got fantastic music. And if you're feeling bad about yourself, she <laughs> is the best. She's better than any therapist I've ever had before. I mean, just the stuff that that woman says, from you know, get off your ass and go to you're worth it. Don't, you know, I mean, just her, her life coaching and her perspective mm-hmm. is just, I mean, I cry on her ride sometimes. It's great. She is inspirational and she has a very, at times, calming presence about her, mm-hmm. which I like. Uh, interesting thing about Christine, correct me if I'm wrong. When you take a Christine ride, she tends to be in the, in the saddle the whole time. Is that correct? She does. Yeah. She doesn't stand up very often. And her rationale for that is because when you're riding a bike outside, the only time you really stand up is if you're like cresting a really steep graded hill. Um, That makes sense. That makes sense. It should be in the seat the whole time. So that's why she does it. I sometimes find standing on the bike to be 
it, the, like you mentioned earlier, the metrics are sort of bizarre. I, it's, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but several people have commented, and I have found this, that within the past month, two month, two months, it seems like the bike has gotten harder, more difficult to use. Do you notice that? I, I do. And I wasn't sure I wanted to say that out loud to anyone before because I wasn't totally sure if it was that or was it me? Uh, because, you know, there is there is a plateau factor once it, if you've been doing it for a while, especially if you do a lot of endurance training, you kind of mm-hmm. go and, you know, I, I I haven't hit a PR in like over a year. Personal Neither record. have I. Neither um, have I. Yeah. So but you know, I've, I've actually heard a lot of this, the same thing. I don't know if they recalibrated or something, or they're trying to uh, make us work harder, whatever it might be, but uh, there's definitely something going on. Yeah. My friend Joe and I have a theory that at some point in an update, there was something that came down onto the bike that just made it physically more difficult. And where I really notice it is in a scenario like this. Okay, let's say a ride is starting. A very common starting point would be resistance 30 to 40, cadence 80 to 100. That's during the warm-up period. I try to go at at the 40 on the resistance. And it always was a little difficult, but doable. Now Mm -hmm. I find it, I am noticing a greater level of difficulty, Mm -hmm. even at that level, to the point where it's harder than before. And I'm not the only one noticing it. Even let's say the resistance becomes 45 to 55 cadence Mm -hmm. of 65 to 70. I was always pretty able to do pretty easily able to do that. And I still can, but not as easily as before. Yeah, I noticed that and others too. This has been talked about online. It's a love to get the real story behind it. Yeah. That, that would be great to find out. I think it would make a lot of people feel a lot better about themselves too. (laughs) The case (laughs) for sure. Uh, the interesting thing is that on the tread, I hit a personal record twice on a 30 minute, the Ashton Kutcher <laughs> classes, which aren't even normal <laughs> classes. So that's where I, I, I got PRs. PR stands for personal records for those that, of you listening who don't know. But I do I do like uh, Christine. Um, I think that's a great choice for one of your favorite instructors. And I'm happy to see her get mentioned because she does sometimes get overlooked. There's so many Peloton instructors have become celebrities in a way. That yes, their personalities almost stand out more than perhaps the experience of riding with them. Yes. Um, Let's talk about Dennis because Dennis is one of my favorite instructors. And uh, tell me why you're such a fan. I think, well, he's, I think he's adorable. Um, And he is, his music is great. Um, I think, yeah, I always kind of called him the female version or the, I'm sorry, the male version of Christine. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same reasons. I like him because he does a lot of good power. He does power zone. He's one of the power zone instructors. Yes. Um, his methods are very music related. So everything he does is riding on the beat or doing, or if he's doing, you know, he does yoga. Yes. Um, he's, he's one of the top yoga instructors. He, you know, he's got some strength workouts and things like that. And everything he does is in beat with the music, which it's just a different way of, of writing. So I kind of like that too. And mm-hmm. it's, He's, he's like one of those personalities that just kind of makes you smile and feel like you're hanging out instead of working out. Yes. He, um, he brings intensity to his workout. So you do work up a great sweat, but not in a way where you feel like you could pass out after a ride. If that makes yeah, any sense. Exactly. Um, I like his reggae rides. Yes. And his jam bands, his jam bands are good too. 
Say, say that again one more time, Christine. Jam band. He oh, jam bands. Jam yeah, band absolutely. Rides, yeah. So we got Christine. We got Dennis, Robin, and Matt. Um, who is the other one that you? Oh, Kendall. Kendall is an Kendall. interesting uh, mm-hmm. choice because I I know several people who have her as one of their favorite instructors. What are your favorite Kendall rides? She's crazy. I mean, she's when you were mentioned, we mentioned the resistance and cadence. Mm-hmm. Competitions. She is utterly unachievable in my perspective. Uh, most of the time when she gets it, when you do her climb rides and things like that. Yes. She calls, you know, it's like a hundred cadence at a hundred resistance. And it's just like, there's no way. Um, so there's a little bit of aspiration there, but uh, I adore her metal rides. They are intense. Yes. Wild. I've blacked out on them before. Um, and it's just, if you need to let loose and get some energy out, it's like the ultimate, I 10 out of 10 on those rides. They're insane. So let me ask you something. I have done some of her metal rides before. They are exactly as you describe, extremely intense, very difficult. You work up a great sweat. Her, do you find the metal ride so difficult that it almost doesn't even matter what music is playing because you're not even focused on it? Yeah. I, I totally, I absolutely. I think I, I, I can't even usually remember what right. happened at the end of those rides. The difficult rides do tend to go quickly. I must say mm-hmm. they really do. Have you taken any of Charlotte's classes? I haven't, I haven't tried any of hers yet. Her classes are in German. So I feel like with yeah. the German instructors, they just don't get the same uh, ridership in terms of numbers, but she has some very good metal rides as well. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because not all of them have subtitles. So I'll be looking at the screen and all of a sudden I'll see, oh, this is the metric and I'm not anywhere near there, but I don't understand. I don't speak German. Uh, she's very good too. Yeah. Um, but Kendall's rides are great. I'm thinking now what ride I'm going to do in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get to your stack. I like the stack feature. Uh, I'll give a, a plug also for one of my favorite instructors who's Hannah Frankson. Mm-hmm. I find her classes to be very good. What's good about Hannah Frankson is that her low impact rides, and I do try to bring low impact training into my workout plan. Low impact stands for basically in the seat the whole time. You're not Mm -hmm. doing anything out of the seat. And the resistance tends not to go above 50, cadence not above 100. So you may think, well, with those metrics, I'm not going to get as good a workout, but that couldn't be further from the truth because... In a, in a way, just like power zone, you have to keep it at a certain level for an extended period of time. And you do work up a good sweat. I find Hannah yeah. Frankson's low impact rides to be my favorite low impact rides on the platform. So check, check one of those out. I may do that in she's the morning, good. actually. She's good. Yeah. She's a new tread instructor as well. She recently started teaching, okay. uh, yeah. teaching tread. Um, neither one of us said Cody. No, I was going to, if you were going to ask me who my least favorite instructor was, I was going to bring him up as probably a very unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 he's, he's a great personality. Yes. I not get into his rides. I have tried several times and I'm probably his key demographic too. And I can't, I can't, there's something there that just, we don't click for whatever reason. I'm, w- I'm with you. I don't take many of his rides. If there's a badge associated with one of his rides, I'll do it just to get the badge. Yeah. I'm somewhat intrigued by his uh, new series, LOL. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. Jespin or Jepsen? I always get that wrong. Jespin, Je- I Jes- think it is. Je- Jepsen. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, by the way, if I hear that uh, TikTok, Carly Rae Jespin thing one more time, I'm coming back <laughs> for you, mate. Like, 
I'm not, so it's a weird thing because I don't want to hear it again. Yet every time I see it, I always see, I always stop and watch it, which is the problem <laughs> with TikTok. But um, I'm intrigued for that, but I don't really take many Cody classes. Uh, mm-hmm. How long have you incorporated strength training into your workout routine? Um, it, I, for a while, um, I think I got, I've gotten a little more, I've shifted the balance probably in the last year, right? Mm-hmm. Doing more strength and a little less cardio. Um, you know, I'm getting older and, uh, you know, strength training is becoming a little bit more important and, uh, um, I'm just seeing a better benefit from doing more strength and a little bit less cardio now. And w- what benefit is that? Just, you know, s- muscle tone in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, you know, my core strength now that I, you know, I've been doing a lot of yoga and just, just general, you know, core strength training. Um, it's improved my cycling too. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, I, sometimes I find the, um, even if I just kind of slow it down and focus more on form and posture and everything with lifting. And then also with riding, I get a lot more out of it than when I try to just rush through it and just focus solely on, you know, getting the metrics and PRing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And who are your favorite strength instructors with Peloton? Andy Spear is my number one guy. Yeah. I think he's awesome. It, there's something very simple about his workouts and he's yes. very energetic and, you know, he's kind of goofy, but uh, he's, you know, he's, he, he knows his stuff. I think he's a former gymnast actually, mm-hmm. but He's very obviously in tune and in shape. Um, he's actually Jess King's trainer as well, or he was at one point. Anyway. Right. That's all you need to know. High respect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andy Spear, Alex, who's been on the show a bunch talking about Peloton. She did an in-person studio class with Andy Spear, mm-hmm. met him and said he was exceptionally nice. Oh, that's great. Which is great to hear. And also remarkably in shape. Yeah. And it's very evident when you watch him on the screen working out. He's just got great. Great, um, great tone to his muscles, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah. I, I find him very chill, almost in a dentist type of way mm-hmm. where there's, it's kind of no pressure, yeah. have a good time, very nice, nice vibe to his classes. And I agree with something else that you said, which is that they're very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find strength training, they have you doing these weird motions with your arms and I'm not particularly good at that. So I don't feel like I'm getting a full workout. With Andy and with Ben is another example. I feel like just straightforward, traditional stuff, focus Mm -hmm. on the basics and you really do get a good workout. Absolutely. The, the, his advanced classes, his advanced arms and, um, legs and stuff like that are just, I mean, it's, I mean, you're just doing reps and it's reps with heavy weights and it's just, it's great. It's so great. Yeah, it's amazing. One of the things that I never thought was possible until Peloton Strength is to see just how good a workout you can get in a 10-minute class. Yes. You would think 10 minutes, what are you going to do in 10 minutes? And especially if like two of those minutes is a warm-up. But Mm -hmm. no, if you are focused and you got good weight sizes on you Mm -hmm. in that 10-minute period, you you get a very thorough workout. It's it's plainly obvious. So I enjoy those. Uh, any other strength instructors you you enjoy besides Andy? I've been doing a lot of Olivia's core strength. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty intense too. I mean, I think you said you know it's a lot get a lot done in ten minutes. Her ten minute core strength classes will leave you nauseous after ten minutes. I mean, yes. 
elephants because she's a physically small person and she's cool holding her legs up in all these positions, but somebody who's a little taller, I struggle with that slightly, but it's, um, she gives a hell of a workout in 10 minutes. She definitely does. And I find her cycling, cl cycling classes to be among Same the way. more difficult. Yes. You mm -hmm. definitely get a good workout. Um, she gave a hint apparently in a class that there's a Taylor Swift Midnight's album series on the way. I think there is. Yes. And she apparently recorded a core class for that. Oh, great. Awesome. Did you try to get Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> did you? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, my sister-in-law did though. Oh, yeah. Good, good for did. her. She got, she got, she forgot to get them for her niece, my daughter, but she got, she got tickets for my niece and one of her friends. So. Yes, I think you know this, but I don't know if you do. I'm a major Swifty, as we all are here on okay. the podcast. And I've seen her on every tour since the Speak Now tour. And so far, no luck getting tickets. I'm not <sighs> expecting to get tickets. And if I do get tickets, I'm going to have to sell my Peloton to pay for them. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do really enjoy the strength training. And um, you mentioned that the tread is on your Christmas wish list. Mm -hmm. What is your uh, running slash walking experience? I know you said you're not really into the running. Yeah, I save it usually when I'm on, if I'm traveling for business or if I'm on vacation and I can't bring my Peloton with me, which, you know, I still haven't figured out how to do, um, or they don't have any at the hotel. Um, that's usually when I'll, I'll take to the streets and I'll do, I'll use the running. Right. Um, so I actually, the outdoor running on the app, I think is great. I mean, it's, yes. it's awesome. I mean, it makes the time go by fast and, you know, they, they talk to you and the whole thing. So I actually really enjoy that. I've only done a couple of tread workouts. Um, cause I don't have one. So it's sure. been, they're, they're pretty infrequent, but I think it's, I mean, just, it, you know, it's, it's the same format as the bike. I mean, the way they, you know, it's, it's kind of whatever you make of it. And I think it's fantastic. So I also just, would love to have that as an option in mm -hmm. home so I can use it when I want to just to kind of switch things up a little bit. So for sure, it yeah. does give you a full scope of workout possibilities because on the tread, you have run classes, mm -hmm. have walk classes, walk plus run classes. You got hikes, you got power walks and boot camps as well. Yes. So okay. a very broad selection. Some of the instructors from the bike are also on the tread, like Hannah Frankson, who we referenced earlier. And then they have their own just tread instructors who are mm -hmm. each excellent. The interesting thing that I observe as a Peloton user of both the bike and the tread, the number of people who take classes on the bike far exceeds the number of people on the tread. So yeah. I think it's catching on a little bit. I've seen the numbers go up a bit, but not to bike levels. My favorite yeah. tread instructors, just so that you know, are Jocelyn, Jocelyn Thompson mm -hmm. Rule, who is an excellent instructor, and John Hoskins. Hoskin okay. or Hoskins, but wonderful, uh, wonderful instructors. And I'm not really into the running either. I mm -hmm. don't particularly enjoy it. I find the walk run classes to be pretty good because yeah. it strikes that balance, walking and the running. But mm -hmm. one of the things I've seen over and over again for what this is worth on TikTok because I follow a lot of fitness type of people. So many of them insist that you do not need to run to get a good workout. Mm -hmm. That walking alone does so much good for the body and weight yeah. loss, 
for your heart and other things. And a lot of them say, okay, if you're on a tread, if you could get the incline up high, think like 12, 12.5, and you could walk at like 3.0 or around that level for 30 minutes a day, you will burn fat and mm -hmm. get in great shape. And I actually believe that. I find one of the yeah. most difficult things to do on the tread is to be at a very high incline, even at a slower speed. You mm -hmm. feel it on your legs, but you do get a good oh workout. So I would encourage you, if you get the tread, if it happens, yes. to, uh, to try some of those. Absolutely. I think it's that sweat factor that people have a hard time getting over. You can't break a sweat in the same fashion walking as you can running or cycling. Right. It's, a, it's that psychological thing. People feel like they're not getting as much of a cal either a calorie burn or whatever it is workout as you would, but you really, I mean, you stay in that kind of zone two heart rate and you're working your muscles and it's a bit of a strength thing going on. It is, mm -hmm. a, it's a great workout. You build your calves very well when you do that yes. type of workout. Um, and I hope you get the tread. I hope it happens. Thank I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to talk you. to your husband and say, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually convinced, trying to convince, cause he's the runner. I mean, he actually runs mm -hmm. regularly. So I, I was like, Hey, it's getting cold. You know, it's going to be a, uh, slippery with the leaves you really ought to maybe think about you know getting this for yourself I agree. for christmas and having in the house totally agree yeah it's like the simpsons episode where homer buys marge a bowling ball yes <laughs> <laughs> knowing that he would use it too um so um I want to talk to you about other aspects of fitness as well, but can you just offer your experiences going to the studio? I know you haven't been too recently, but you went back in the day. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, the good of the glory days pre pre COVID when it pre -COVID. was free and everybody was a little less famous. So there was less people, less security at this. Yeah. Too. Um, oh God, what a great experience. Who was the instructor that you saw in the studio? So there was a few, I went, um, my first ever in-studio ride was with um, Hannah Corbin. And it was oh. like on a whim. I went with two good friends of mine and we went just to kind of the three of us to treat ourselves because we had been, you know, Peloton. It was about a year. I think it was a year after I got my bike. So I felt like a seasoned professional by then. Um, and you could just kind of go for the day. And it was great because the one, the rides during the week are actually free um, with your membership. Mm -hmm. I don't Still are, but they used to be, and there would be hardly anybody there. So we thought we all ditched work and went into the city for the day. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, it was just the energy in that studio when there's people in there and the instructor comes in and everything. It's just you can't beat it. It's it's great. Right. And uh they hang out with you afterwards too. They'll come out and they meet you and you can talk to them for a little bit, get your picture taken, all that good stuff. And right. Um, Hannah was a doll, she was lovely, she was so nice. Um so I, we did that. Um, I had a couple of other fortunate situations, I guess, where I was sort of in between jobs. So I wasn't really like doing that much during the week. So I was going, I don't want to say every week I was going in, but there was a period of time where I was, I'll be, I was going every week. Um, I did a bunch of Christine rides, um, mm -hmm. her, and she is as lovely in person as she comes across um, in, in her rides. She's just such a, such a great person. I did a, who else did I actually ride with? Not Dennis. I met him. I did not do a Dennis ride. Um, was he in the studio when you were there? Is that how you met him? He was in the studio. He was just there. It mm -hmm. was 
doesn't have a scheduled ride with him. I just kind of met him. He was just walking in, um, which was super cool. Just, a, you know, they're just, it was so very casual. Jen Sherman, I actually, the same situation. She just like came out and said hello to the people in the lobby while I was there. Um, I met Robin at a homecoming event a few years ago, pre-COVID. Um, I met Jess King. Oh, wow. Talked to her for a little while. Um, I met her mother actually too, because her mom used to go to a lot of her rides. She talks about her mom a lot in her rides, but she was she hang she used to hang out in the lobby. Wow. Wait for Jess, which was super cute. But uh, <laughs> I met her once too, um, which was which was fantastic. And I get you know back then at least they were all very much the same. There was no oh my god, they're not nice in real life, or their their energy is totally different. They were exactly what you would see. Right on the screen, which was super cool. That's good to know that you met a tremendous number of instructors. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then there was, I don't know if you remember um, Jennifer Jacobs. She was an instructor. Yes. Pre my time there. Yeah. I can't remember now exactly when she stopped, but she was one of the original instructors and she, 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 she left back in, I think it was 2019. Maybe it was before, before COVID, but I had met her. I did a couple rides with her too. She was kind of like Olivia. Um, really good music. Her mm-hmm. was actually fantastic. She did a lot of 80s rock and stuff like that. Right. But they were so, her rides were so hard. I mean, it was climb rides. She would do all kinds of really intense Tabata and things like that. So right. she was a good one. I, I don't even know what to say to any of this. This, this, is, all, <laughs> this is absolutely fascinating. Because um, I've not met any of the Peloton instructors. I've, I've not... I've seen Allie Love, I think, at a Nets game, a Brooklyn Nets game. Yes. She works there. She um, does. Anyhow, here's my, I wanted to talk to you about something else, which is as part of your fitness routine, what emphasis do you put on dieting? Like in terms of what you're eating and, and so forth, how do you approach that? Because for me personally, I'll just give you a little bit of background as, as well as our listeners. This is where I struggle. You know, my mm-hmm. workouts are very good. I, when I think about my workouts, there's not too much I would change except to always make sure that at least a couple times a week, I'm doing some type of intervals. Cause I like those. Mm-hmm. Those are very good for fat burning and dining. My dining is not bad, but I just find it very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no matter what changes I make, it's never enough. And one of the things that I've recently begun to focus on is something I saw Callie Gullickson, who's one of the strength instructors mm-hmm. at Peloton. I think she posted it on TikTok. It's another, I got to drop these TikTok <laughs> references. But it basically was saying, stop being hard on yourself. You're working out. You're doing a good job. Don't worry so much about numbers. Just know you're doing mm-hmm. something good for your body. And, and I'm just curious uh, from your perspective, what role does diet play in your fitness routine? Yeah. No, that's great. Actually, that advice from her is pretty sound. I think, you know, for me, um, food has always been a thing for me in my whole life. Um, it's, I, I love it and I hate it, you know, and I think I finally, so diet, I say diet, I mean like food intake, not right. being on a diet. That, that, and that's what I meant too. Yeah. That's yeah. Correct. It's probably at 80% of it uh, and exercises of 20% of it. Because you could work out like a maniac and do all the right things, but if you're not putting the right fuel into your body, it's it's you know it's gonna I don't want to say negate the benefits of exercise, but it's 
you're not going to see and feel the same results as if you were, you know. So my my mantra is now after many years of struggling with um, how I was eating. I, I never had a, a real like weight problem my my whole life, but I always had a kind of a weird relationship with food. But the come to the realization of to eat to feel good the same way I would exercise to feel good, which is don't overdo it, but you got to do it the right way to feel good. So I've abandoned all diets. Um, mm-hmm. Tried keto. I tried all these other kind of lifestyle things. I gave up. Um, I didn't give up carbohydrates, but I gave up you know, gluten. I tried to go gluten-free for a while and all these other things. And I realized that, you know, any specific diet where you're trying to limit yourself in any, mm-hmm. it's never going to work. And it's right. not sustainable because it takes way too much willpower and craziness to do that. So my sort of philosophy on it now is to eat, to feel good. So I mean, when I'm hungry, um, which was a big thing, you know, the stacking and the mindless eating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I avoid things that make me feel like crap. If I'm, you know, eating, you know, Halloween and I want to down a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups or something like that, like one or two is fine. But if I'm eating too much of something that doesn't make me feel good, like sugar, refined sugar, or, you know, high, highly processed foods and things like that, I just don't eat that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of adopted that as my way of fueling myself and it's made it all the difference in the world. I don't weigh myself anymore. I've never got, I haven't gotten on a scale in over a year. Um, cause I try not to focus. I'm getting older too. So, I mean, it's right. things, things just get different and they don't go back to the way they ever used to be. So like accepting that, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, well, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not in my twenties anymore. So that ain't gonna ever be a thing, but, um, but eating to feel good has changed everything for me. I'm able to like put muscle on faster. Um, I feel like I burn fat quicker. Um, it just, everything I do just seems more effective because I'm not carrying around all that empty garbage inside anymore. So it sounds to me like you're correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I, 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 my understanding from what you're saying is that you don't deny, excuse me, you don't deny yourself, but you don't overdo things either. So exactly. if you do have a craving for M&Ms, just to pick a candy, you may have M&Ms, but you're not going to eat 5,000 M&Ms. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to be one of those, like, I can't ever eat this or, you know, whatever that kind of, where you're depriving yourself of, of things. Um, there's certain things I won't eat though. I've got kind of like my hard nose, you know, like, it's like I had a, I have I like a donut. Right. Donut to me is like, a cigarette. If I have one, I'm going to be a smoker for the rest of my life. If I eat a donut, like I just, I can't, they're like too delicious. I can't handle myself around that. <laughs> I know myself well enough. There's certain things that are just like hard passes, hard nose. So I kind of avoid that type of stuff, but yeah, for the most part. And I try, you know, the 80 for 20 during the week. Um, for the most, I eat very healthy. I, I actually really love vegetables, which sounds mm-hmm. Most people just eat them because they feel like they have to. But I really, I, I mean, I work for a frozen food company. I run the frozen division of Green Giant at BNG Food. So I love vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I love eating them. So I make and process and sell them now for people too. But um, my leaderboard name is actually I Heart Veggies. I Heart Veggies. Mm-hmm. It's great. So, I mean, I have a very, I don't say I'm not a plant-based eater, but I, I, I eat a lot of plants and that, that helps too. 
Um, I should know this, but I don't. So when you say 80, 20, can you, what does that mean exactly? Like 80% of the time I'm good. And then 20% of the time, oh. it's, eh, whatever. <laughs> so uh, so do, in your is that kind of like the way that plays out? Is that really like good during the week, a bit looser on the weekend? Is that kind of yeah. what, yeah, that's kind of my philosophy yeah. too. And I think what I need to do when in an adjustment is to pull it back on the weekend a little bit. So mm-hmm. I am looser on the weekend, but I've been too loose on the weekend. So yes. having too many snacks during the day, I don't need those snacks. If I'm hungry, mm-hmm. if you can have it, but have less of it, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, I was going to mention something else to you too, related to this. Oh yeah. Which is that something else I also noticed is that when you do strength training, you mentioned you haven't gone on the scale and I don't go on much either. Um, strength training makes it very hard, I think, to get a true picture of where you're at. And I've been told yes. this by doctors as well, mm-hmm. because what happens is you're putting on muscle, which weighs more than fat. Mm-hmm. This will reflect itself in the number on the scale. So you Absolutely. may see your weight go up and you're like, oh man, why is it going up? I'm working so hard, but it's a misleading thing because it may be going up because of that muscle. Exactly. And you don't know that just looking at a scale, you just don't know that. And I know there are smart scales out there that could break it down for you. I'm very skeptical about how accurate some of those are. So that's, that's the thing with strength yeah. training. It, yeah. And then that whole weigh in yourself thing. I mean, unless you're a wrestler or somebody that's got to weigh in every single day or whatever, whatever it is, it's just, I mean, there's so many natural fluctuations that happen with water sure. and other things. It just, I don't know. It's like watching the stock market. You just can't, you'll, you'll, you'll lose your mind if you do it regularly. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, I'm trying to make a Peloton stock market reference, but I can't think of any I, jokes. It's, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that's why I need writers. This is why I've tried to get a writer on staff, you know, <laughs> but the, um, no, this is, this is great. This is very helpful information because I, I really like learning about what other people experience while using the Peloton and how they approach their fitness goals. And I think that um, all, our listeners have enjoyed our fitness episodes and I think they appreciate learning what others do as well. Do you have any other like accessory items you use while working out to enhance your workout experience? Um, I mean, I have, you know, I, what do I have? I've got the yoga blocks. I use, okay. I use, I actually yoga is something I've gotten into probably more recently than anything else. In my younger days, I was very, I always thought it was too, it was too calming. I needed, I needed more, I, there was not enough punching or yelling or whatever it was. It was too, you know, chill for me. Now I really enjoy it because there's a really good strength element to yoga. Yes. Flexibility piece is super important too. So is, do you credit Dennis with enhancing your interest in yoga? Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, but uh, yeah. Dennis I mean, Beach Boys yoga. Yeah, exactly. Which was fantastic. <laughs> um, I think I needed to like get a little bit more flexible too. Cause you know, I was getting kind of, when you also do something over and over again, repetitive, like cycling, um, it's not, you know, you get kind of, you gotta be careful because you can get a little, you know, your neck gets stiff and you, you know, your posture can suffer from doing the same repetitive thing. So yoga really helps loosen all that up too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I got some of that stuff. I also got the, um, resistance bands, which I'm not a big fan of resistance training normally, yeah. but it's great for travel. So, I mean, my husband used to get very upset with me because I would, we go down to the Jersey shore for summer vacation every year, same place, LBI, love it. Been going there for like 20 years. And 
I would bring my weights with me. <laughs> and it's a very systematic way that you pack your car when you go down the Jersey Shore in the summer. And my, my sports equipment and my weights was just not fitting in that packing lifestyle. It was a pain in the butt. So once I got the resistance bands, that was a big relief there too. And I, and I bring them every time I travel, which mm-hmm. is sometimes, you know, you don't want to go to the gym and the hotel room and everything. So, and then I have the Peloton weights, the free weights. Yes. Um, from ranging from five pounds all the way to, I think 30 is my okay. set. Yeah. Got, you know, it's interesting too. One thing I'll tell our listeners is that Peloton offers what they call arms and light weights classes. And mm-hmm. on those classes, the instructors use three pound weights that are attached yes. to the back of the bike. And again, you may think, what benefit am I going to get from three pound weights? I'm an adult. How good a job can you do? But I will tell you that if you incorporate that into your workouts, say three times a week, you will notice a difference. I have noticed oh, a yes. difference. And especially if you're doing strength training with mm-hmm. bigger weights, like 15, 20 pounds, and you add on top of that, those arms and light weights classes, you will notice a difference in the, in your arms toning Absolutely. and in just your overall strength. So that's, that's a big thing that I've learned mm-hmm. recently and incorporated into my workouts, probably in the past two or three months or so. Absolutely. I actually started doing the kind of the same thing. I, I like bookend my, my workouts. I'll, you know, I start, I, I do a 10, five or 10 minute yoga just to kind of warm up and get loose. And then I do my strength. Then I do the bike and then I end it with arm toning now mm-hmm. every time. So I got, you know, our arms or upper, whatever body in the front end of my workout and then end it with the toning. And it's, you're right. It's, it makes a really big difference. Yes, absolutely. I do like those classes. I like with Peloton when it comes to putting together a stack like that. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, 15 minute Tabata or hit yep. ride, 15 minute regular ride, 15 minute low impact, arms and light weights. That's, that's a solid workout right there. It really is. Get a nice uh, cr- puddle. Again. <laughs> what are you saying? Get a nice big sweat puddle too. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Kristen, amazing stuff. Anything else you'd like to add when it comes to fitness or a Peloton? I mean, nothing other than, you know, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, personally, it's just, you know, I mean, I know people make fun of people for talking about Peloton so much, but like I I always tell folks, it's, you know, it's not just literally, it's not, it's not a cult. It's a really great system for working out, you know, as somebody who's fitness minded anyway, it just provides a great kind of system and structure. And, you know, there is something rather addicting about it too. I don't Mm -hmm. know the competitive nature of it because there is an underlying competition that you have mostly with yourself when you're doing these type of workouts and you got the leaderboard going and all that stuff but um it really just it makes you want to work out every single day and it's it's fantastic i agree with you on that and i think also that you do get to feel a connection to the instructors there's mm-hmm. almost a comfort level to seeing dennis in a class or christine yeah. in a class whoever your favorite instructors are so that you, you're intrigued. So if they post mm-hmm. something like, oh, Andy Spears got a 30 minute Beach Boys walk. I really want to do that. That's unique stuff. That's also where Peloton excels is through the music. They mm-hmm. have been able to put together so many impressive artist series where they'll take an artist and you'll have a run class, a cycling class, a strength class devoted to that artist. That's not mm-hmm. something you seem to see on other fitness platforms, which is another selling point for Peloton to me. Absolutely. I mean, and just their whole connection with Spotify. So mm-hmm. Every time you like a song that you hear in a workout, it automatically goes right into your Peloton Spotify playlist. 
So my playlist has got about 999,999 songs in it now. And it's, it ranges from, you know, Frank Sinatra to Limp Biscuit to Madonna to, you know, I mean, like you name it, it's all over the place, but it's, it's so great. And then when you hear that song, you're like, oh, that was a Christine or that was a Jess. I remember that. So speaking of what you just said, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. My most listened to song on Spotify a couple of years ago was a song I heard in a Peloton class. It is the remix of Justin Bieber's Let Me Love You. <laughs> DJ Snake, Zed, and Justin Bieber. I think I heard it in an Alley Love class, and I love the sound. Zed is a great DJ, and it uh, that was my most listened to song in whatever year I added it. That so, is great. <laughs> that's all you need to know right there. That's your selling point for Peloton. Um, Kristen, this is fantastic. Thank you for uh, coming on here and telling our listeners about your fitness experience and your Peloton experience. It's it's always enjoyable to learn about this stuff. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was great to just be able to talk with you and talk about Peloton without getting an eye roll too. <laughs> uh, there's no eye rolls here. No eye rolls. Um, and uh, in the future, maybe you'll come back on with some of the other Peloton users that make up uh, the, the Stuff We Love podcast crew. <laughs> and Absolutely. Absolutely. Group conversation about this. Uh, So this is the time of the show now where we turn to the stuff we love segment. So tonight, Kristen and I are going to be talking about something we've been enjoying recently, whether it be a movie, a song, a TV show, anything. And um, Kristen, you are the guest this evening. So I'm going to turn it over to you. What is your stuff we love recommendation? All right. Well, I'll start with, uh, because this is rare for me. I'm not a big TV watcher. Okay. About that before. So I just finished watching The Watcher on Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my As did God. I. As did I. Okay. So that, I mean, for, you know, as a Jersey girl too, it's very local, mm-hmm. um, allegedly based on a true story. Um, I think it was embellished slightly. I mean, I yes. for the people that live in Westfield, New Jersey, because I think they're, they, got, they got a bad rap through the whole thing. But man, was that an awesome series? And it goes by like, I mean, it, we, I, like my husband and I finished it in a couple days maybe i don't know it was yes. seven episodes but it great was- cast in that series too wonderful yeah. acting each scene in that series was very gripping you couldn't take your eyes and you really had no idea where it was going no no and without you know like this i don't think this is a spoiler or anything but um you know just the the whole plot line of that 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 show and then i my husband was away for work so just you know i'm by myself in my house going out to get my mail at night and there's a man standing at my mailbox Oh, dark. And I was like, my heart just dropped into my feet. I'm like, this can't even be happening right now. It was my next door neighbor. And he was bringing over my mail that the mailman had put in his mail. Wow. Oh, Kristen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I was like, Dwayne, man, I just was watching. Are you kidding? Have you seen the watcher? You can't <laughs> night. Are you nuts? What is this? <laughs> I, honestly, I'm speechless. There's nothing I can add to that story. That <laughs> wow, G- great recommendation, Christian. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I'm glad it was your neighbor, <laughs> not, not someone else. But uh, anyhow, so my stuff we love recommendation. I got to be honest with you. I was I was struggling trying to think what to say. And here's, I was almost I'm embarrassed to mention this because it is a a good food recommendation, which I feel awesome. Hunter is what we talked about earlier, but William Sonoma, the great store has at the holidays, this 
peppermint bark. Okay. Oh yeah. I got my wife picked it up. Dark chocolate peppermint bark. Mm. Unbelievable. It was mm. a, a little packet. Think about like uh, smaller than a, the size of an M&M bag. Okay. Like one of those individual M&M bags. It was 130 calories for the whole thing. I think it wasn't anything crazy out of this world. Good. Oh, I'm, man. I'm ready for the hotties after eating that thing. It's just so fantastic. <laughs> so good. That sounds like one of those things like donuts that I probably can't have because I'll never stop. No, eating. no, no. This is, this is the, no, no, no. I get what you're saying about donuts because donuts <laughs> are, like, you eat a donut and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I ate that. This yeah. is, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel no that. regrets. It's so great. You don't even. So point of comparison. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to Starbucks on my birthday because they got a give you a free drink. And I went with my wife and we said, we would like a skinny peppermint mocha. So the person behind the counter is like, well, we don't have skinny peppermint mocha. We'll do it with no whipped cream and low fat milk. So I said, okay, I'll do that then. I loved it, but I honestly spilled about half of it out, maybe a little less than half because they don't reduce the peppermint mocha. So that's Mm -hmm. like an example of as I'm drinking it, I'm like, yeah, I, this is too much. This is like a donut, right? That's a, I did not get that sense with the peppermint bark. Oh my God. I got to get this. Treat yourself this weekend. Yeah. Get, get in the holiday spirit. That's right. Thanksgiving dessert. That's right. Um, that's my recommendation. <laughs> so, awesome. so now, folks, let me tell you where you can find Stuff We Love Podcast online. Our website is stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. There you can find links to all of our prior episodes. Our email is stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at stuffwelovepodcast. Our TikTok is at stuffwelovepodcast. Our Twitter is at stuffwelovepod. And we have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. And you can find us on all podcast platforms. So that's Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio. I think we're on there too. So anywhere you can find podcasts, that's where we are. And uh, Kristen, I hope you enjoyed being a guest tonight. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And this will be our last episode before Thanksgiving. So we're taking Thanksgiving week off. And when we come back, we'll be having a few episodes and then we take our winter break. So that's kind of what's ahead for us. And uh, with that, I will go around the table one more time say, and say thank you again, Kristen. I really enjoyed thank our you, episode Scott. tonight. So uh, with that, let's go around the table. I am Scott. I am Kristen. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast. <laughs>